TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Previously on Crash and Fourier. It'll be another on your long list of losses. <laughs> you're, you're, I'm getting uh, used to it. You are now. Right? I am. You're, like, whatever. You're like the Detroit Lions against me yeah, right before now. Dan before Dan Campbell came around. Before Dan Campbell, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're Dan the Campbell's, Matt Patricia yeah. Lions. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know that stings. This is Gresh and Fourier. Well, the fans have the answer. Vocally, the final score, Calgary 4, Boston 1. We talked about being simple to start the game. We didn't do that. And then we talked about moving our legs so our brains would follow because I thought our brains were not very good in the first. Andy Gresh. I just see a, a new era. Nothing wrong with ending something that was phenomenal, you know. I think it was just time for something new and everything comes to an end. I think that's what Gerard's going to bring. It's just a new energy and it's going to be great. Christian Fourier. If he takes a year off, gets rejuvenated, comes back next year, accepts a head coaching job, that team becomes better instantly. He's the best coach in the game that's available. And if you want to win, you hire Coach Balochek. Gresh and Fourier right now. Let's let Jokic marinate a little bit. On WEEI. Good Lord, it's chaos in here right now. What is going on? Can we go live right now? Yeah, sure. Sure. There we go. It's not on. Wait a minute. What? What What great. What have I said? Great doesn't even know what to say. Great doesn't even know what to say right now. I think he's a little little in shock. I just don't. Wiggy (laughs) gets into the, he goes down these wormholes and it's it's the same thing over and over again. It's how he's better than everybody else (laughs) at everything else he does. Oh my God, Greg. I mean, that's familiar. Greg, how about the, how about the other talk that we just heard before it moved to sexual proclivities Uh. on how a certain tight end is oh way overrated and a bum and you, thin and yeah, couldn't you, block my mom and all that stuff. You should we, we should you should do hot mic <laughs> with Fogey <laughs> and Wiggy. Uh, how, but they're, both, they're both better than Travis Kelsey. No, no, Travis no, Kelsey, no, yes, no, no, did, no. Did. We did not. Yeah. No, you wait. I was complimenting him. He's slow. He's weak. He doesn't block anybody, but here we are. He's the best in the league. You were both he's the best about in the league. You both were talking about how he's overrated. Oh, yeah. see now you're see now you're now you're lying. You were. No, you you're were lying. Both. You were both. No, you're lying. Listen, no, we know we said the other ones with the measurables that are fast forty, strong bench, could all this other stuff, all Americans, this, that, and the other. I didn't hear about any of those measurables being talked about in the back end of the conversation, well, we also, I can tell you that. We also had a different measurable of what was the biggest one you've ever yeah, seen. like you're out there measuring <laughs> snow. Also, yeah. this is not a good angle for me on Twitch right now. 
Well, no, no, no. Leaning over like see. a microphone like this, it doesn't. Why? Work. It's very it, sexy. Well, because uh, Greg's, Greg's self-conscious to begin with. He yeah. didn't go Why? with a he didn't go All with right. a two X sweatshirt to hang down a little more, right? Yeah. Cover it up a little bit. All right, fellas. Oh I boy, will be, I will be listening as I am every day. There's so our, you our, have a stellar show. Uh, thank you. Enjoy your. Because I was uh, sleepwalking walking in here. Now I'm up. Enjoy your seafood tower and sex talk down the hall, Greg, I'm sure. I, as soon as you open the door, we're going to still hear, least, hear Wiggy yelling about uh, all the different sizes hey, and the reasons I why gotta, white guys prefer this as opposed to black guys. I, I got to give uh, Greg credit. The walking out with the white cheddar cheese doodles and a <laughs> coffee power move, brother. There's only one person uh, to get away with that around here. That's our guy, Grego. Yeah, man. that was uh, that some, was That was something. That was some kind of a, you know what it was? It was about as uh, odd as the Bruins were last night. Holy hell. Good grief. I, listen, we both pretty much predicted this was going to happen. I mean, when we had our parlay the other day, what was it, yesterday, right? And we'll get uh, to that at, the, at 11.45. In, 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 the worst beat we've ever had in the lunchtime yeah. parlay happened last night. Yeah, because uh, Nick had the, uh, what is it, Canucks uh, at the Hurricanes. He yep. had the under. He won. And it was the same similar reason. He had, the, uh, he had goals. He had six. And he took the under. I had six, and I took the under. Based on the same thing that Nick was talking about, eight days off. First of all, it's too long. They should never allow any team in any sport to have eight days off, way too much time. So you knew they were going to be lethargic. You knew they were going to be slow, a little just off, right? Even though they were sluggish. Even though they were telling – their brain was telling their body to do things and this and react a certain way. They just couldn't do it. And then the more they tried, the worse it got. Yeah, they couldn't. Re- I, I thought it was three things that jumped out in the first period. Number one, it felt like they were skating in quicksand. Nobody was out there moving at all. Uh, too many turnovers once again. And too many guys on, like, one side of the ice chasing the puck offensively. They lost their structure along the way. It was a terrible first period for the Bees. And they got down to nothing. And even Brick going into the first intermission on Nesson was like, all right, uh, all's not lost. Learning experience. Okay, you got punched in the nose. Here you go. Now you come out for the second period. And they just never generated enough consistent offense last night. And then there's a little bit of chippiness that the biggest thing to me in last night's game, Christian, even when Calgary started to get chippy, the cross checks, all that kind of stuff, when you're down in the game, you can't react to that kind of stuff. In fact, the Bruins at one point in the third period have a power play down two to one. They blow it by having an extra guy on the ice, and 30 seconds later, Calgary has got the puck glove side high over Swayman's shoulder into the net, 3-1. Game was over at that point. Absolute dagger. And it was mistake after mistake. And then they compounded it. For a, there was one in the first period. I couldn't believe Jeremy Swayman blocked a shot. And literally, it almost looked like he pushed it out in front of him for someone else from Calgary to come along and be like, hey, you didn't score this time. How about I tee it up for you this way? Which Swayman never does. That was a uh, that was a failure on a whole bunch of levels. Well, last night. even um, okay, so the very first period, right, fifteen minute, fifteen forty five in, right, Calgary's on a power play. Mm-hmm. This is the very first period, zero zero, 
Um, Coyle gets a steal, breakaway, gets denied. Puck comes back the other way, goal. Goal. And it was like, I mean, Jack Edwards couldn't get any, couldn't even figure out what to say. He Jack was so had a, just, Jack he was had just so. Bad first period. It, it, was, the it, it happened did. so fast. So I was like, okay, so at what point in time did you realize that, uh-oh, this was not going to go their way? Because I will say, pregame, because I was watching Razor, you know, and they were doing the whole pregame stuff, yep. and they were and they were doing the interviews with the players. Hey, how how excited are you to be back? Everybody's excited to be back. Can't wait to get back on the ice. Hey, they do the whole camera shot in the tunnel right before they take the ice and they throw the pucks all over the place. Everybody's high five, and you can see, wow, look, hey, they have a little bit of energy. Yeah, they were ready to play. Okay, that was the fe. They couldn't even. Oh. They, that was fe. I always want to tell everybody. You sent I meant me to up call you. I meant. I well to call you last done. night. Well because, done. Because you sent the you sent out a, a text to the group and it was like, oh look, Bruins and Jack not having a good first period. Not at all. I was like, fe throughout the the whole uh, you know pregame festivities, nothing but fake enthusiasm. They couldn't convince themselves that they wanted to be there. They just got off a beach. They were just chilling. It's eight days off. Eight days? That's too long. Well, and for some guys, you know, Swayman and Marshy at least had some all-star stuff mixed in there. But you're right. Last night, it looked like eight days was just way too long. And I know basically Montgomery after the game was like, we sucked. It's like, we're just going to reboot. You know what I did find interesting? Uh, And if I read this right, I think I I put it on my likes on uh, Twitter, uh, at The Real Gresh. I think the Bruins are off today. Yeah, they are. They play again Thursday. Which is a very curious choice from Jim Montgomery to then turn around and give them the time off. Like, they just came off a big layoff, and then it's like, okay, take a day, go get your head right. This is is one of the first times where, yes, I know he'll mess with the lines and lineups and things of that nature, but this is the first time where it feels like with Jim Montgomery, it's the... Okay, I'm going to put th- this is something I would do for my guys. This is something I hope someone would do for me. Normally, you would think you get your ass beat, you're going to play on Thursday, you're going to go in there and grind today, and that he's going to lean on him a little bit. Nope. Instead, it's going the other way, which is a curious choice. So, can I uh, throw a question out to the group real quick? Please do. Short period of question because I because I am uh, I am only a hockey insider. I'm not a hockey analyst. Oh, okay. okay. So I only break hockey news. So I don't Billy, dissect uh, it and analyze it. So Billy, uh, at the uh, hockey trade deadline, uh, make a note that we don't need anybody. No, just me. Um, Let Christian announce the names. Yeah. <laughs> Well, listen. There were some names on, in this yeah. game that I literally had no no chance. Well, uh, Jack pronouncing. Edwards had issues too, so you're in good company. So Marshawn uh, Marshawn takes a shot, right? Um, I can't remember who the guy that hit him. He ends up getting kicked out of the game. It was um, uh, it was four minutes to go in the first period because the review took about seven minutes yep. for the officials to get the penalty right. Why wasn't there usually a guy knocks your captain down? You know, cheap shot. And there's no retaliation. Why, why didn't somebody say, okay, we're struggling anyways. You know, we can't get it. We need some sort of spark. Now we have an excuse to create that spark because somebody knocked our captain down. We call it a cheap shot, even though you can call it whatever you want. Still, that deserves some sort of payback. Nobody does anything. Uh, Explain to me why that doesn't happen. Simple. Score of game. 
you're down to nothing. You can't retaliate when you're down because you then ruin the power play that the Bruins did nothing with at the end of the first period anyway. I mean, even late in the game, it's three to uh, three to one, I think it is, and there's another dust up with Marshand. Uh, so again, what happens? You're about to go on a power play. The Bruins figured out how to screw that up on their own and have an extra guy on the ice. If you're either not in a tie game or if you're behind, you can't turn around and retaliate unless it is final two minutes of a game, clear cheap shot, okay, we're going to pay you back because the game is already over type thing. But also, correct- the guy got tossed. You don't no, want to no. get yourself suspended because you took a run at somebody and else it, on their team. And it took I, I forever forever I, I to get hear the that. game misconduct okay, figured I, out. I get that, but in a, I felt like this was the this was the, the, the usually – like it used to be an example, a team struggling, nothing's going right. They're getting, they're just not themselves. They then now they have a built-in excuse to kind of get everybody fired up. So maybe they are a little bit more focused. Maybe they they are a little bit more determined. They're still the top of the third period. You was and you're only down two nothing. You've overcome worse deficits over the year. I think Frontier Justice, as one Twitcher described it, and uh, good morning to the Twitchers, twitch.tv slash Boston WEI, or just go to YouTube, type in WEI, and watch the live link. Some of that Frontier Justice is out of the game, but I think the Bruins, they, they again, down to nothing. At that point in the first period, it wasn't, hey, we got to defend our guy. It was, holy hell, we got to climb back into this game because it got tilted pretty quickly. So for me, Christian, it's all score-related. And when you're down in the game, you lose your ability to engage in that kind of stuff, even if you really want to. You also don't want to get tossed in the first period of the game. Say Charlie McAvoy hits somebody. You just lost your best defenseman for the game because you retaliated. Well, that's the other thing, too, is that there isn't exactly anybody on the Bruins. Like, Marshan's Woody Woodpecker, and we've kind of sort of established that. But there also isn't that sort of badass SOB, well, right? Trent Frederick, but he's now too valuable to go run in the game. You know, I was going to say, if Lucic were up and were on the you know third or fourth line last night, he might have been the one to get somebody in the corner and kind of give him the business a little bit. But, you know, there's there's no more Marty McSorley's, sadly, in the NHL anymore. Watching like him and Donald Brashear beat the hell out of each other uh, once every two weeks was always a lot of fun. Uh, the Celtics are in action tonight. And, folks, we have some news on the Boston Red Sox. A little birdie told us yesterday about something that is... Are you ready for this, folks? Coming to Netflix. Oh, yeah. On a, In a year where the team is as poorly positioned as they've been, get ready for behind the scenes with the Red Sox. Oh, Fourier and I got a lot to get to on this. And you. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Now, more Crash and Fourier. On WEEI and streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Christian, we're about to get into with the Red Sox. Is this considered breaking news? Like, 
Do we need the sounder to let Red Sox fans know something about their team? Uh, let's do it anyways. Let's get excited about Red Sox fever, huh? There we go. This is breaking news. Breaking news on WEEI is presented by <laughs> BetQL. It's exciting. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. All right, Red Sox fans, strap in because I have a funny feeling. 617-779-7937, the number might get a little hot. Netflix is teaming up with Major League Baseball for not one, folks, but two new projects about the Boston Red Sox. For the first time, Netflix will follow an MLB team over the course of a full season. This docuseries will feature unprecedented access to Red Sox players, coaches, and executives through the 2024 season premiering in 2025. Later this year, Netflix will premiere a brand new documentary looking back at the historic 04 Red Sox season, which culminated in the franchise's first World Series title in 86 years. You rat bastards, you stole our idea. <laughs> in walking back in the 03 season yeah. with Christian Fourier, now everybody yeah. is jumping on this, but uh, I don't know. Initial thoughts. Well, um, God, I was going to call for like the sound of a train going down the tracks because I feel like it's going to be a train wreck. I mean, it's not going to be a glorified fun. I mean, this is going to be a struggle. I mean, I, I usually I feel like they grab a team that is right on the cusp of doing something really cool, right? So they can categorize it, right, and follow it, and look at the rise. And they look now they're at the they're in the World Series. This is a team that finished in last place the last two years. This is a team that has not done anything that doesn't have any stars. This is a team that probably has a lame duck manager this year. No contract extension for Alex Cora. It's going to be rough. Like they're go- they're not going to be any good. I don't know if this so is going to. I, I don't know if this is going to make for a great documentary or docu series or not. Am I just going to get clinically depressed over this? Seriously, like, I, 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 again, there's some in the Twitch chat. You know, are are uh, there's some of the Twitch that just hate Alex Core. I think Alex Core. Why? Is why? I asked. I, I would know. ask them why do you hate Alex? They Cora? say uh, there's the whole bad manager thing or whatever. It, people again picking nits, picking oh, nits yeah, when literally. it comes to Cora. But in a lame duck year with no roster, I mean, he's got what <clears throat> a couple of guys to speak of. You have to pray to God the pitching holds up. Everything's got to go right for this team just to be par, just to get to 500, let's say. And we're going to have a bunch of people from Netflix trailing them around. Uh, Now, some of the intel that we've already gotten on this is that, um, and I know that Coop was on this, and I I think uh, Brad Foe might have a podcast up on it. Coop, you might have to advise us on that. But uh, apparently the Sox do not have final say. According to now what? again, this is what Coop sent us last night. And mm. if anybody is going to be on this, it's going to be our our really? guy Coop. Coop, man, you may need to run in here, Coop. Um, and that uh, da, 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 let's see here. Here, here are some of the things that we have been told. Okay, okay? uh, been in the works for a couple years, so that I find that okay. interesting. Now let's also remember 
the Fenway Sports Group and the PGA Tour is also doing something with Netflix as well, I do believe. So there's a whole PGA Tour tie-in on the other side of the Fenway Sports Group businesses, right? Players have known it was important for the Sox to get buy-in from them before doing something like this. Apparently, there might be some players who uh, think it's a great idea but don't want to be the main characters of this. Now, I would think that this is where language issues come into play in terms of who Netflix may or may not highlight. And one would automatically think to Tristan Casas because he's young player, guy you can follow, a little odd as well. It'll make for some good television. Um, apparently, again, according to what we've been told, I guess uh, Raquel Ferreira and uh, Nick Pavetta were instrumental in helping to get buy-in from the clubhouse. She had Nick to go Pavetta? In, she had to go sell this to apparently. How, uh, was he, how was he instrumental in going around to players probably? Being like, hey, this is a good thing for you. This is a good thing for your brand. Was that what it would be like? Um, here's the other thing, too. From what we understand, like Craig Breslow was all for this. And in the NFL, they protect you against this kind of stuff, right? If you have a first-year head coach, you can't be on hard knocks. And and is that the goal of all this, is to turn this into, like, the baseball version of hard knocks and we're going to see Alex Cora, you know, with his head in his hands, being like, oh, my God, what am I doing? Why do I have this job? This team sucks, da-da-da. Like, are we going to get stuff like that? Uh, you know, again, if we if Netflix has the final say or whatever, then who knows? This thing could end up being a complete just double dog turd. Well, I or guess it could be great if if they have final say, then you will get exactly what you're talking about. Lots of signs of frustration, uh, honest answers from Core that he probably wouldn't want shown on TV. But at the same time, you may you may uh, identify some stars. Some how about some personality? You're going to find out who's got personality, who doesn't. Tristan Casas seems to be the one guy, Mm -hmm. the one name that when I start poking around, everybody talks about. This is the guy. This is the guy. Like this, not Devers being the face of this program. It's it's Casas with all his oddities. You all jacked up to uh, see what Yoshida and how different uh, he is a little bit or something like that? No, there's a language barrier with Yoshida. So it's like it's almost impossible to really get close to a guy like that when he has an interpreter. Yeah, here That's you just go. The way it is. Somebody said uh, the three five two on the text the three seven ninety three seven. If it's going to be hard knocks, watching Cora tell someone they are DFA'd. I don't know. If we're going to he get do in. that. I who is I, his henchman? Who's like who's the Turk for the for the Red Sox? Do they have one? I, no, I think I, I'm gonna. I think the managers are a little more hands on on that. Like if it's somebody who gets like a spring training invite or whatever. Okay, maybe he gets the assistant to the traveling secretary. But if it's somebody that's worth a damn in the organization that you think could get called up, I would think Alex might have a little personal touch on that one. Okay, pure guess on All my right. part. Oh, yeah, but, okay. Um, well, I guess I guess for the if my knee jerk reaction, Gresh is I'm obviously intrigued by it, but you're not going to be able to see any of it until 2025 once the season is over. So Coral will probably be gone. Uh, you know, you know who uh, who knows? Uh, Theo may officially be in charge of everything. Maybe the team is even sold by then. Maybe this is part of your big plan. Hey, let me show 
uh, you know, uh, the diversity and the uh, and and uh, how cool it is to own a Major League Baseball. Will you see John Henry at all? It's all good for business, Buzz. Oh yes, you absolutely will see John. You don't Henry see in him. This. Like, why would you see? Like, really? Yeah. Why would he allow himself to be on camera when they don't have final say? And he's already nervous about saying things that he God shouldn't, knowing that they're going to use it against or use it. God don't say nothing anyway. He's just going to be know, like, "Oh, here's the owner." No handlers. Guy, they have a guy standing there. But if you're, if you're, listen. I hope they do. I hope they try to humanize this guy at least a little bit. Warner doesn't need any humanizing. He's fine the way he is. Cora doesn't either. Henry obviously does. But I doubt they show him how he speaks at all. Uh, so Netflix has already had success with a few like-minded documentary series. They have one, Drive to Survive, Formula One Racing. Which, oh, jeez, read that which, when you're done. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm getting there. Which, uh, by the way, would be the next thing I think the Fenway Sports Group will look to get into. But another story for another time. They did something for golf. They did something for tennis and da-da-da. Uh who is this I'm one? To, I'm going to throw up when you read the highlighted part. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to find that on here because uh, I think Coop and I are looking at the same story. There's some quotes from Adam Grossman. I do believe it is. He is a Red Sox executive vice president and like chief marketing guy. Uh, project needed the Players Association approval. Oh, player rep Nick Pavetta. There's your Nick okay. Pavetta answer. Uh, in terms of, of why he is doing that, right? So they had to go through him to talk to the players. So uh, we want Fenway Park to be a destination is a part of the uh, quote that you said. And they're getting, okay. You say. Yeah, uh, Red Sox will not be paid to participate. There's obviously the indirect benefit of enhanced brand exposure to the team. There we go. And it's ballpark. We always want Fenway Park to be a destination, whether that's for season ticket holders that are here 40 or 50 times a year or somebody that's coming for the first time from Japan that has come to Fenway Park. That is a big brand it's, benefit. Dude, I'm telling you, that's all they care about. It's Here's, back to the stupid Fenway experience. Well, right now, what else are you going to sell? Well, that and it's... They have a $300 million player that everybody screamed you needed to have, and how many people are hot and horny to watch that guy try to hit 40 bombs this year? Is there anyone? You're talking about Devers, right? Yeah. Oh, or how hot and bothered are you to see the ball boink off his glove, good into the, the third baseline, or how many errors are you excited to see him have this year? I mean, honest to God. Are, are, I, and all, I know Red Sox fans are just finding out about this, but 617 does this wet your whistle for the season? I mean, if you're a if you're a either I don't know short suffering, long suffering, not suffering Red Sox fan, is this the kind of thing that's going to make you go, oh, I need to see this when it comes out? Like it, it, again, it's not going to come out till 2025, so they're going to be doing all the filming and stuff now, and then it is when do they start to put this out? I don't know if it's a ten part deal or whatever. I, I want to jump on your Fenway thing for a moment, please. Go ahead. <laughs> Please God, Red Sox. I, I'm I'm going to speak on behalf of people I'm not authorized to speak on, and that would be all of Red Sox Nation. We here in New England understand Fenway. We get it. Stop talking to us like we are goddamn tourists. Stop talking to the people who love your baseball team because they're the baseball team 
and it's been ingrained in us where we already know we've already uh, we, we've already had the virgin excursion to Fenway Park. And when you lump in the whole, oh, well, you know, the people that go there are Red Sox Nation. We want it to be a destination for them, too. That's great. I love being compared to somebody who's allegedly flying in from Japan to come see the Red Sox and the Royals. We're not those people. That's the that is grinding on me, Christian. Yeah, is it? Were we now? And I think Billy said it, and he nailed it. Oh, off air, stop talking to us like we're tourists. Yeah, we're not from freaking Walla Walla here to take little Pismo to go get a Fenway Frank. That is a great line, though. You know what really grinds my gears? It, it is. It Stop is that, that is Ryan you're, you're right. Is right. My front tooth was moving because I'm losing my mind. Because because again, it's like I'm <laughs> it's like I'm some guy with a freaking yeah. uh, with a, with a, a, a camera wrapped around my neck and a fanny pack with my happy to be in Boston shirt and then go take my tour at Fenway Park. It is crazy that the the uh, the best commodity ah. they are they have to sell the number one commodity that they have to sell. Is an inanimate object. That's exactly it's right. It. That that's it. It's, they're not selling the players. They keep pushing the narrative of the Fenway experience, and we gotta make. And we wanna we wanna build our brand. We're not. It's it's crazy. They never really focus on their players. They never try to build the brand of their players. There's nobody who is represented. Nobody, and it it is amazing to me that. Like, like the Boston Red Sox are no different than Mike's Pastry, the Freedom Trail, Plymouth Rock, Cape Cod. You know what? It's a great point. It's all. It's the same. Lump them all into the same thing. It's they're all go. the same. Canopy yeah. Lake Park. Hey, oh, Six Flags. Hey, can I make it up Mount Washington <laughs> and then make it down in time and hear the Boston oh to go to Fenway Park? I, listen, I'm out. That's what I think. It feels I think. Like. I think I'm like, done. I. It's not. And it's and it. They're really making it too easy. It's just uh, too easy. It, it is. And and again, I'm not it, trying to rip them. And if you and and if the Red Sox knew they were going to do this again, this is not bountiful riches that are going to change, like the uh, the financial prospectus of the Boston Red Sox. Right? It's not going to be a windfall of money where you're going to be like, oh, I can go out and get a thirty million dollar pitcher now. But what are you selling? You're selling a young guy in Casas. You're selling that you pray to God Trevor Story stays healthy. A bunch of AAA players. Your oh. highest, your your highest paid guy is is again, I think, someone that fans scream. By God, you got to have him because you're reacting to a, a a Bogarts having left. And I don't think there's superstar attachment from fans to that guy the way there was Manny Ramirez and David Ortiz. He just happens to be the highest paid guy on the roster right now. And one of their better players. But I don't know people love Rafi Devers. And then what's going to go on in the outfield? Oh, my so, word. Uh, Netflix doesn't even think they have a superstar because their tweet to announce the show has Tanner Houck on the mound. But you just see the big Fenway Park sign above yeah. the, press, the press boxes with all the banners underneath. Yeah, it. and it, it their shows picture you. picture is Tanner Houck. Yeah, I mean, Nick, Nick Coop, bring that one uh, full screen that you had earlier with Come the quote on. for me in a second. I know we're on a tad bit of delay, but pull is, that up for me real this, quick. It, it, because that, this better it, not just turn into an infomercial for, hey, everybody come no. see Fenway Park like it is Disney World. It, 
that's the problem. So Ugh. if you don't have any players to highlight and focus on, right? If you don't have any, because I would say I would sell my players. And I guess here's the thing: part of the Fenway experience. Now it wasn't there? It was the last one you just had on that you highlighted? Okay, about the Fenway experience. I can't see it. Don't worry about it then if you don't have it. If you had good players and you had a good team, the first thing mentioned would be the list of players, young, exciting players yes. that you have. Watch this guy develop. Watch this guy grow. This guy's on the cusp of winning a Cy Young. This guy, we hope he throws a uh, you know a no hitter. You know our manager is young and exciting, and people love him. Wow, this is great. No, it has nothing to do with that. That shows you, and this is why the gaslighting exists. Because on one hand, they're trying to sell me on this team, yet all they focus in on is the stupid ballpark. Mm-hmm. And then how you're going to feel when you walk through the tunnel and you see the field for the first time and you see that big, look at all, look at all that. Oh, what's the Jimmy fun? Well, look at that over there. Well, look at that over there. And where's the red seat? Somebody show me the red seat. Isn't that where Ted Williams hit a ball? Where's that at? Oh, my God. Let me go send it. Yeah, there it is. Right. Thank you, Coop. We always want Fenway Park to be a destination. Whether that's for season ticket holders that are here 40 to 50 times a year or somebody that is coming for the first time from Japan that has to come to Fenway Park, that is a big brand benefit. Well, I'll tell you what, those people that go 40 and 50 times a year, guess what's going to happen after game three? They're going to realize they're in a great ballpark that they like and love, and then they're going to be pissed that there's no starting pitching and that there isn't a bullpen arms and that you don't have another uh, hitter for the middle of the lineup or a tried-and-true leadoff guy. That's what those 40 and 50-timers are going to be doing while everybody else is going to be you know, standing there having their Mary Tyler Moore moment where they're spinning out on the field. I can't believe where I am. Google it, kids. But uh, everything but the product. That's what this offseason. It's going to be an exciting year. But doesn't that what this offseason has felt like? Everything but the product. Let's get this right. Let's get that right. Well, let's get Theo in here. Let's hoodwink people. Oh, yeah, by the way, we'll do this series. Eh, It'll be out a year later. Maybe it'll actually show some chaos. Or not. There you go, folks. Uh, and by the way, the Play Tessie podcast that Coop is a part of, uh, Red Sox CMO Adam Grossman uh, sat down with uh, Boston Sports Gordo and Bradfoe. So that is up right now under uh, Play Tessie. It's ep- episode 36. It says, <laughs> you ready for this? Netflix Saku series. I love it. So, That's a uh, title if I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, Gordo ain't coming up with any of that. He kidding me? He's too busy aggregating and just throwing stuff on his Twitter handle. Coop's working. You know what I'm saying? So there you go, folks. Any any reaction? Anybody? Anybody horny for this? Anybody? Is there anyone out there that is? Is there yay, anyone out there? Yay! We're gonna get a <laughs> docu series on a team that's got super low expectations going into the year. Holy cow! Uh, Another country heard from yesterday was Kendrick Bourne. And I have this question. What the hell do I care about what Kendrick Bourne thinks about this upcoming season, given that he's a free agent? We'll start there next. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. 
Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Now, more Crash and Fourier on WEEI. We'll get to Kendrick Bourne in a moment. I know we started Bruins and pivoted right to the Red Sox Netflix news. Netflix news. Uh, and for those just joining us here on Gresham Fourier at 1049, uh, the Red Sox and Netflix are partnering up for a series about the 2024 season. It will uh, roll out in 2025. Apparently, uh, I guess the goal is to be the hard knocks of baseball. And uh, Adam Grossman, one of the uh, chief marketing folks over there at uh, Fenway, was like, well, you know, uh, Fenway's a big focus. And Hey, come see Fenway Park. Great. Your thoughts on that? Quickly, let's go to Mark in Medford on last night's Bruins loss because that's where we started. Mark, go ahead. Thanks, guys. Yeah, that Netflix series on the Red Sox, I'm about fighting as the Bruins game did last night. But anyway, uh, what could go wrong last night went wrong. They did absolutely nothing right from passing to defense to shooting to scoring, taking stupid penalties, you name it. That's what happened last night. Nothing good. And you know what, guys? Now the best team in the league is coming into your building tomorrow night. The Bruins lost by three last night. If they don't get their heads out of their ass real quick, they might lose by six tomorrow. Uh, they got a, they got a big challenge, and maybe Mark, that's a part of the reason why Monty ended up uh, giving them the uh, the night off to try to fix some things and uh, I don't know get the minds right because now we're back into regular season mode. Mark's right; they did nothing right last night whatsoever, and I'm hoping there is an appropriate an appropriate response on Thursday with a better performance. Even if they lose a tight one, will make me feel a lot better. Um, Kendrick Bourne is a free agent, correct, Fourier? I'm not I'm not wrong on this, right? Like, he is technically, as of right now, not a member of the New England Patriots. Yep. Okay? Okay. Kendrick Bourne has been... But he wants to be here. Well, I think he's made that abundantly <laughs> clear, friend, don't you think? And uh, Kendrick Bourne said it before. He's told everybody. Kendrick Bourne is pushing damaged goods right now. And I don't want to sound... I don't want it to be derisive because you and I both like Kendrick Bourne. I think mean, the guy can contribute. There's no question. But he got hurt last year, and he's out here pushing the merchandise the best he can. And he sat down with uh, with Tom Curran and was asked about the direction he would go if he comes back in New England at quarterback. And here's what Bourne said. Who's the best quarterback in this draft? Is it Caleb Williams? Is it Drake May? Is it Jaden Daniels? I like Jaden Daniels. So I'm Jaden Daniels fan, um, Heisman Trophy winner, obviously. I love the, the play, how he plays, being able to be versatile. So I think that would be a strong suit for us, just, just trade in down. my opinion. See, I keep saying trade down. <laughs> trade down ad. Don't do it? Ah, don't do it. Um, I mean, listen, Do I, how much football did he really watch? Um, he probably saw Jaden Daniels a couple times. I don't think he was – I mean, he just probably said, I like that guy's game. And I would say he's very similar to Caleb Williams. I don't know. To me, they're they're, they're like the same player. Jaden Daniels and Caleb Williams, for my money, are basically the same guy. Um, I just uh, 
I, I, what is your issue with Kendrick Bourne? Uh, it's a little too hard. We know what you can do. We know you want to come back. We get it. But uh, the guy was all over the place yesterday. We got some stuff from CBS Sports Radio of Kendrick Bourne talking about stuff I want to hear him talk about. Really? Which was last year and all the everything that went wrong. Oh, that's all, that's all everybody because, cares about. You're right. Well, because as of right now, Kendrick Bourne can have his opinion. I don't give a big furry rat's ass about it. You might not be here, dude. And you're pushing, you know, you're hurt. Uh, it's like, okay, great. You got lots of opinions. Good. You'd be good at this maybe or something like that. But, like, the, the, the stuff moving forward right now, I don't care what Kendrick Bourne thinks. Now, the stuff looking back, that's where the guy can actually provide some perspective. And you're right. Maybe I'm getting whooped up over it. It's a good question from Curran. I mean, you throw it at somebody because you never know what kind of answer you're going to get. But I'm with you. I don't even know if, if Caleb Williams and Jaden Daniels were standing together in a hallway. I don't know how many NFL players could say which was which. Here's the other thing about this is that Kendrick Bourne was a big Mac has swagger guy. Yeah. Max got Max got soul. Max got an attitude. Like Max my guy. And it is weird that he's almost admitting that Mac is gone. Max over since since he's gone, I have no loyalty to him anymore. That's... I'm interesting to it, it was interesting how he answered that question. It literally just, hey, Max gone, he's over, it doesn't exist anymore, I can move on with my life, and I'd rather have Jaden Daniels. It's like, because uh, my thing was that you do know that Mac Jones is still on the roster. Right. He still has two years left. Well, right are now, we, Are you isn't. pushing? <laughs> no, I know, but my point is, if if that is my guy. If, if that's if your I, boy, take care of him. Absolutely. If that is my guy. I'm not throwing him under the bus. I'm not like telling him to go look out. Like I, no, nobody stands up for him. Nobody defends him because it feels like either they're just you know come to grips with the reality of it, or they never liked him in the first place. And I think there's so they were always Max got swagger. Max got oh look at the vibe. Oh boy, he's tough. He's this man. We trust him. He said no. Doesn't look like Kendrick Bourne like ever really cared to really defend Mac Jones if he's not on the team anymore. He's in business for himself, and that's what guys are supposed to do. But that's a very, very good point is that if Bourne does come back, kind of how do they uh, sort that out? Uh, more from Kendrick Bourne a little bit later on. Likely to get into it in the uh, in the 1 o'clock hour or so on uh, him talking about Mac Jones and Matt Patricia. Kendrick Bourne got into that Ooh, as well. That's the best stuff. We will uh, we'll get to that a little bit later on because there's still the Andy Reid stuff out there, Christian, that maybe he would retire. And I'll be very curious to see fan reaction of what we're about to bring them. Very strong reaction from one former Patriot legend, dare I say, Super Bowl MVP, who criticized all the other 31 teams in the league for what they did with Bill Belichick. We'll get to that. We'll hear from Gronk. We'll hear from Brady. And Andy Reid said, nah, not yet. Well, that was yesterday. What about today? What about Sunday? Could the Walrus be walking away? We'll get to that next. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here 
on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.